Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Well, welcome everybody to Tuesday mornings with Oz Zen Guided Meditations. Please settle into your favorite posture, whether sitting on a chair or sitting on a cushion, or sometimes lying down if you need to, or standing up. These sessions normally go from around 35 to 40 minutes. So if you need to, um, do a little walk halfway through or change posture, that's perfectly fine. <clears throat> the posture is a kind of gateway into our practice and supports us throughout the meditation and enables us to relax and surrender to each moment. Eyes may be closed or slightly open, or sometimes if you're feeling sleepy, you can open them fully. Sense of being grounded through the feet or the knees touching the floor sensations of sitting on a chair or on a cushion and the overall sense of the body sitting here right now breathing feeling the breath allowing the breath to just breathe naturally Feeling the head and face and neck and shoulders resting and relaxing, held up by the posture. Sitting relatively upright, but with flexibility. So the topic for today is uh, I've chosen to um, explore one of the four, what I've referred to as the uh, four immeasurables or four divine abodes in Theravada Buddhism. Given that we were starting a conversation about Buddhist ethics, I thought it would be nice to do some guided meditations around the foundations of the uh, of Buddhist ethics, <clears throat> which is all about the cultivation of character, 
and the transformation of our experience of our everyday life. Most of you will be aware of the four immeasurables or the four divine abodes. Abode is derived from the Pali word vihara, meaning dwelling place. Vihara came to be known as the name for the monastery. But in this context, it's more the sense of dwelling within or dwelling within this moment or dwelling within this yeah, this moment, just as it is. So the four divine abodes, the first one is uh, Karuna, usually translated as compassion, but some people prefer the term care or caring, as in caregiver which emphasizes the active component of compassion, caring about someone's suffering and wanting to alleviate their suffering. The second divine abode is called mudita or sympathetic joy, being happy and taking delight in someone else's happiness. I'll just say good morning to Tom and Mandy who have just joined us as well. Welcome. Um, we're just going into the introduction to the, today's guided meditation. The third of the uh, divine abodes is metta, which you'll all be familiar with, which means love. So that's the love in Buddhism or sometimes referred to as loving kindness. And the fourth divine abode is Upeka, Upeksa, translated normally as equanimity, peace of mind. So <clears throat> we're going to be focusing just primarily on metta practice today which is really caring deeply about the welfare of others. And ourselves. All of these divine abodes, including metta, of course, are practices which support us in seeing through the ignorance or confusion of a separate self and a separate other. To see ourselves in the face of the other, to see Buddha in the face of the other, to cut through the duality of us and them. Even though these four divine abodes are not part of Zen practice traditionally, In the West, there's a lot of uh, interdependence and inter influencing each other. A little bit of um, many Western teachers have integrated Theravada Buddhism and Zen Buddhism. And many teachers in Australia and overseas are teachers in both traditions. And it's and it's 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 good to 
acknowledge these historical um, foundations in other traditions as well. And you'll find um, many Zen teachers will talk about these. For example, Thich Nhat Hanh is one, among others. I'd just like to quote um, from the foreword written by the secular mindfulness teacher, John Kabat-Zinn, to the book called Loving Kindness, The Revolutionary Art of Happiness by Sharon Salzberg. And Kabat-Zinn says this about metta practice. Quote, the Dalai Lama has said, my religion is kindness. If we all adopted such a stance and embodied it in thought and action, inner and outer peace would be immediate. For in reality, they are never not present, only obscured, waiting to be discovered. This is the work and power of loving kindness, the embrace that allows no separation between self others and events, the affirmation and honoring of a core goodness in others and in oneself. The practice of loving kindness is in fact the ground of mindfulness practice, requiring the same non-judging, non-grasping, non-rejecting orientation toward the present moment, an orientation that invites and makes room for calmness clarity of mind and heart and understanding. So in the same way that mindfulness has taken off as a secular practice in Western countries, so, so has the metta practice and compassion practices. These days you'll find them in, the, uh, in what's often referred to as self-compassion, mindful self-compassion practices. There's been quite a bit of Western research done into this and um, meta practice and the other divine abodes would be good antidotes to shame based problems. Uh, the anxiety we may experience when giving public talks, for example, um, the, no, the, the sense often of feeling like a personal failure that we're all vulnerable to, sense of personal inadequacy or I'm not good enough. So meta practice uh, can be very helpful, uh, especially if done on a regular basis. And it's always nice to try and weave it into our regular sitting practice, even if it's just for five minutes. Okay. So I'm going to go into the guided meditation now by actually reading a, um, a translation of the Metta Sutta that's going to be in our sutra book, the Oz Zen sutra book. And I got these words from the, uh, I think it's called the Bay Center, Zen Center in San Francisco, where Diane Rosetto is the teacher. And we'll be studying uh, Diane Rosetto's book in the uh, precepts group. But even if you're not in the presets group, I would recommend her book too. Okay. So let's just sit for a few 
a minute in silence first. It's <clears throat> reconnecting with the posture. Just let these words flow through. Don't have to analyze them, just listening. Words on loving kindness. May we all aspire to be skilled in goodness. One who knows the path of peace sustaining and giving of life, wholesome in mind and in body, taking only what freely is given and giving freely of all that we can. Let us be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech not cherishing our views or our judgments, not proud or demanding in nature, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another, even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child. So with a boundless heart, may we cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, sustained in open awareness. In all of life's teachings, entering just this moment, compassion's way. So it's good to remind ourselves that even without speaking or saying any words silently to ourselves, loving kindness is an attitude 
that is cultivated in Zazen practice. When we settle into our posture, relaxing the belly and opening the heart, becoming aware of the smile on our face, we're cultivating loving kindness towards ourselves and all beings, that is, to all beings, including ourselves. One of the core practices in the secular mindful self-compassion course is referred to as affectionate breathing. And I kind of like that. Using the appreciation of our breath moment to moment to feel a sense of affection for all beings, including ourselves. Just the natural movement of the breath, swaying, rocking, gentle soothing, sense of gratitude towards the breath and our body in general for supporting life, cherishing life, cherishing our breath. sense in which our posture, our practice, following the breath as an anchor, creates that sense of secure refuge, the sense of being held, the sense of safety, protection, the sense of creating our vihara, our dwelling place, our home. practice showing us that it's okay to let go 
We don't have to hold on to the reins to direct the horse anymore. We just become one with the horse, one with the breath. Letting go of trying to hang on. Letting go of trying to maintain control. Sustaining our faith in taking refuge in the Buddha in this very moment. Recognizing how we're all sitting and breathing together. One breath, one sangha, the whole community of beings breathing. In the infinite web of interconnectedness. supporting each other's practice, caring for each other, caring for each other's welfare and well-being, recognizing that our happiness is dependent upon their happiness. Overcoming all sense of me in here and you out there. Just we together, breathing, sharing, caring. Tender care. In all our relationships. So feeling that sense of warm affection, directing that sense of loving kindness towards ourselves, wishing ourselves well, wishing ourselves be safe, wishing ourselves be happy, wishing ourselves be healthy, wishing ourselves to live with ease, in this moment. Embracing life just as it is, moment by moment. 
creating that context of safety and acceptance. Accepting our vulnerabilities, our fragilities, our insecurities, our doubts, letting them all be, just letting them all be contained in this Buddha dwelling. Letting them all go, melting like snow in the silver bowl. May I be safe. May this body, this mind be safe. May this body, this mind be well, happy and at ease. Now bringing to mind someone we care dearly for, someone we love. You may even picture in your mind the person Feeling your love, your care, your tenderness for that person. your desire that they be safe. Your desire that they be free from harm. That they be happy. That they will experience good health. that they will be peaceful in their life. There are possibly many people in our inner circle that we love dearly, whether it be our partner, 
intimate partner, children or parents. Hold them in our heart. May they be saved. May they may they be happy. May they be well. May they live at ease. And as we repeat these words, staying tuned to our breath, our heart, and our face, our smile. Now bringing to mind a good friend, someone who has been a loyal benefactor, someone who has demonstrated concern and care for you over the years, someone maybe who you haven't acknowledged that for some time. Just acknowledge that now. Just wishing that good friend this loving kindness. May your may our good friend be saved. May our good friend live happily. May our good friend experience health. May our good friend live with ease. We feel gratitude for having that good friend in our life. May we continue to cultivate that friendship. May we all acknowledge each other as spiritual friends, as Sangam. Let's create a community of caring friends within our Sangam. Try and keep in touch with each other when the opportunity arises. Create a network of good, loving friends. As the saying goes, can't do this on my own, my friend.
We need each other. And now let's turn our minds towards what's referred to in meta practice as a neutral person, someone who we don't often pay much attention to or acknowledge. Could be the person who works at the checkout counter at the supermarket. Could be someone that we buy our coffee from in the morning. Or some other kind of neutral person that we don't normally acknowledge to ourselves. I'm wishing that person to be safe. If you can't think of one person in particular, just hold in mind the number of people that provide a service to us when we go shopping or get our coffee. Might not be one particular barrister in mind, but number of baristas that have served us, people that provide that kind of service towards us. We can acknowledge them. Wish them all well. Wish them all to be safe. Wish them all good health. Wish them all to live with ease. I have just thought of a, a neutral person that I don't normally acknowledge, who I really appreciate very much. Sending sending that person the love. See if you can find one person if you can, it makes a difference. May that person be safe. May that person be well, healthy and live with ease. Okay. As we expand outward, we now really get to the part where we challenge our egocentric tendency towards aversion. That is, pick a difficult person in your life at the moment, someone who is causing difficulties for you in how they may be behaving or acting. And let's place that in a much wider context of ignorance, confusion, fear. And now we all can act with aversion or avoidance or clinging and hanging on from fear, fear of loss. So some of you may have a difficult person that comes to mind. Some of you may not have a difficult person in your life right now. And we can 
We can be grateful for that. But if you do find it hard to find a difficult person to bring to mind right now, well, think of someone from the past who caused you difficulties. Bring that person to mind. And let's send them loving kindness. May that person be safe. With all of our heart, may that person be well. May they enjoy good health. May they live with ease today. And finally, we expand out in a boundless way to all beings, all beings on the planet. Wishing all beings safety, wishing all beings happiness, wishing all beings wellness, good health, and to live at ease. Thank you all for participating in this practice this morning. Wishing you all safety, wellness, happiness, and peace today and every day. May you all go well. Let's bring our open heart into this day, off the seat, off the cushion, into our daily life. And finish with the practice principles. Caught in a self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, Exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in a self-centered dream. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in a self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. <laughs>